Welcome back to another exciting episode of Mr. Cornwell's Corner. Welcome back to the corner, everybody. I am your fearless leader, Mr. Cornwell, and on today's exciting episode, we will be discussing the movie Devotion, which was a Korean War epic. It came out in 2022, and it tells the story of the first black U.S. Navy pilot. His name was Jesse Brown, and the close relationship he had with his wingman, Tom Hudner. While it's based on a true story, if you know anything about Hollywood, they get some things right and some things wrong, and they embellish a lot of things. We'll get into the accurate part and what is not so accurate part as well. But before we do that, just a couple basics. The movie itself was based on a 2015 novel by Adam Makos of the same name, Devotion, and it's subtitled An Epic Story of Heroism, Friendship, and Sacrifice. Let's talk about Jesse Brown first. He's the main character in the movie, and the movie is basically based on his experiences. So Jesse was born on October 13, 1926, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. In school, high school, he played basketball, football, and track. So he was a very good athlete in high school. That's also where he met his future wife, Daisy Nix, while they both were in high school. Jesse graduated Salute salutorian of his high school which is number two to go to college he was advised to go to an all-black school but he wanted to go to a big university and he wanted to leave the south so he chose after high school he went to enrolled at ohio state university there he eventually earns a degree in architectural engineering but one of the main reasons he chose ohio state is because one of his heroes growing up jesse owens also went to ohio state university So he wanted to go to that school since he was little. After graduating, he enlisted in the U.S. Navy in 1946. On October 21st, 1948, he becomes the first black man to earn his wings through Navy's basic flight training program. He was assigned to Fighter Squadron 32 on January of 1949, which was aboard the USS Leyte. He arrives in Korea in October of 1950. He flew F-4U Corsair, mainly in support of UN forces in the United States Marine Corps. He flew over 20 combat missions while in Korea. Keep in mind, he didn't show up to October, and his plane crash was in December of 1950, so only a couple of months. While supporting U.S. Marine Corps at the Battle of Chosan Reservoir, which is in North Korea, and at the time, it was controlled by the Chinese. His plane was shot by anti-aircraft and crashed in a valley near the mountains and ignited on fire. So that was ultimately where he was killed in that plane crash on December 4th, 1950. Jesse becomes the first black naval officer to be killed in the Korean War. And he was posthumously, which means after death, awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross and a Purple Heart. Flying Cross is about the highest medal you can receive. It's like the Medal of Honor for pilots. His last known words that he told Tom before he died was, Tell Daisy I love her. On February 17, 1973, the U.S. Navy commissioned the USS Jesse L. Brown in his honor. Jesse's wingman was Tom Hudner, and they did have a close relationship. 
It is true that when Jesse's plane went down, Tom purposely crash-landed his to try to rescue him, but was unsuccessful. In doing so, he hurt his back, and he did not fly for over a month until he recuperated. Tom went on to continue flying missions in Korean War until January of 1951. Tom was awarded the Medal of Honor April 13, 1951 by President U.S. Harry Truman, and he becomes the first pilot in the Korean War to be earned the Medal of Honor. He spends a total of 27 years in the U.S. Navy, and he retires in 1973. After the Korean War, he went on and did many things in the Navy. One of those, he served aboard the USS Kitty Hawk during the Vietnam War during the 1960s. Even after retiring in 1973, Tom stayed very active in the veterans' affairs and helping other veterans until his own death in 2017. And in 2013, Tom and the author of the book met with North Korean officials in Yongyang to try to get Jesse's remains returned to the United States. So that's just a quick little bio of Jesse and Tom. And after the short break, we'll come back and get into what was true, what Hollywood got right, and what was not so true, or what Hollywood embellished. We'll be right back after the short break. F4U Corsair was originally designed and manufactured by Chance Voigt Aerospace Firm. Later models were also produced by Goodyear and Brewster. It was designed as a carrier-based aircraft, and it was in production from 1942 to 1953, see in action both in the Pacific during World War II and the Korean War. The Japanese considered it one of, if not the best American fighter plane, and it had a very impressive 11 to 1 kill ratio during World War II. It gets its nickname the Ensign Eliminator for two reasons. One, its long nose made it difficult to see the aircraft carrier as you got close. And two, its left wing as you descended to the carrier tended to dip first. Both of those things made it very difficult to land and a lot of accidents, hence the Ensign Eliminator. Corsair is one of the better American fighter planes ever made, and it was eventually placed with the Hellcat as a carrier-based aircraft. All right, welcome back. In this segment, we're going to get into what was fictional and what was actually true. And if you know anything about the way Hollywood does it, they always embellish stuff. Um, Some things are completely manufactured or made up. Some things are pretty true to the telling of the story. So let's start with the first one. Was Jesse Brown really the first black U.S. Navy pilot? And the answer to that, short answer to that is yes. He was the first black man that completed the U.S. Navy's basic flight training program. So that part Hollywood got right and is accurate in the portrayal. You'll notice when we go through this list of what was right and what was not, for the most part, devotion sticks pretty much to the truth, especially for Hollywood. They don't embellish too much or completely manufacture too much. So you remember the mirror scene where Jesse shouts racial epitaphs at himself in the mirror to get himself fired up. That part is 100% true. The author of the book, Adam Makos, said that Jesse started that when he was younger because of all the discrimination he felt. You got to keep in mind, he grew up during the Great Depression in, in Mississippi in the 1930s, and the United States was legally segregated at that time. So there was a lot of racial tension and discrimination, especially towards black people. So he faced that on a regular basis. 
and to get himself ready, like himself pumped up, psyched up, he would look in the mirror and shout racial epitaphs and cuss himself out as a way to motivate himself. Most likely, he continued that all the way through flight school. So that part is actually true. That is not made up nor embellished. Tom and Jesse did have a close relationship. And if you remember in the bar scene where Tom gets into a fight defending Jesse, that is mostly false. That never happened. That's Hollywood at work. Now, what did happen was Tom would stick up for Jesse several times. One time they were at a restaurant, I believe, and they refused to take Jesse's drink order because he was a black man. So Tom and everyone else, you know, organized it. Let's all get out of here. Let's get the hell out of here. They don't want to serve him. He can't serve us either. So he would routinely stick up for Jesse. But the fight scene where he throws the first punch, that is not true. That never happened. What about Elizabeth Taylor, the movie star? Did Tom and Jesse actually meet Elizabeth Taylor while they were in France? And the answer to that is yes, that part is actually true. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor was in France for the Cannes Music Festival, or excuse me, the Cannes Film Festival. And Jesse met her first. Four days later, she actually went aboard the USS Leyte, and that's where Tom met her. So that part is actually true. Both of them did meet Elizabeth Taylor while they were stationed in France. What about the part where Tom risked his life to save Jesse after his plane was down? That part is 100% true. Tom purposely crash-landed his plane about 100 meters from Jesse's plane and then radioed it in and attempted. He was able to put out the fire with the ice from the snow, but Jesse was awake, alert, but he was pinned in. He couldn't move his legs. One of his legs was trapped, and Tom tried... For about 45 minutes, he had an axe. They tried everything he possibly could to, to free Jesse. A helicopter came to rescue them. They tried to save Jesse, but they were not successful. So they actually had to leave Jesse's body in both planes there because um, they weren't able to get him out of the wreckage in time. So that part of the movie is 100% true. What about during one of the aerial missions when Jesse disobeyed Tom's orders? and did it anyways and then Tom wrote the report commending him for that um, that part was 100% false that never happened uh, Jesse never disobeyed orders and Tom there's no report that Tom ever wrote on Jesse or, or was, was ever found that was added 100% Hollywood for dramatic effect what about the funeral flight did the Navy really send a funeral flight uh, that part is pretty much true the movie portrays the flight. It did happen. The only difference was they did not want really Jesse's body and or the planes to end up in the Chinese hand. So a couple days later, the U.S. Navy comes back and they napalmed that entire area, including both planes and his body, to set it on fire so it would destroy it so the Chinese could not get the technology and then try to make the own technology so that part is pretty much true that really did happen it's alleged that the pilots when they napalmed it tipped their wings and recited the lord's prayer and respect for jesse's heroism and his abilities as a pilot when they did so so that part is really true did jesse really receive the purple heart and the answer to that is yes he did 
the flying distinguished flying cross and the purple heart were both awarded posthumously or after death for his bravery heroism and his efforts in the korean war and tom really did receive the medal of honor that part is also true just a couple year a year or so later from president harry truman and then lastly what about tom and daisy a big part of that movie remember it was like tom used to carpool and he met daisy jesse's wife she asked him to look after him because she can't be there and then at the funeral he apologized he couldn't take care of her you know that that part of the movie is 100 false that's hollywood Here's what I can accurately tell you. Tom and Jesse did not meet each other. Only time that he met her was when they were boarding the USS Leyte to leave, and he would have seen her from a distance as Jesse said his goodbyes to his wife. He never spoke to her. At the funeral, he did not tell his wife what Jesse's last words were, tell my wife I love her. That did not happen. We do know at Tom's Medal of Honor ceremony, when he was being presented Medal of Honor by Harry Truman, that's the first time that they actually met. So while it's a good story and it ties everything together, that part is 100% Hollywood. Tom and Daisy did not know each other. Okay, so as you can see, for the most part, Devotion really stuck to the script. They didn't embellish too much, and they didn't manufacture too much. Uh, I think it was a really good story already already there to be, to be told, and they just pretty much told it and then added a little Hollywood effect. All right, so we'll take one more short break, and when we come back, we'll wrap things up and talk about how Devotion did at the box office. We'll be right back. The Battle of Chosun Reservoir, where Ensign Jesse Brown was killed on December 4th, 1950. The battle started on November 27th and lasted until December 13th of 1950. The battle took place about a month after China entered the war, and the Chosun Reservoir is in North Korea. There was about 30,000 UN troops originally stationed there, and they were quickly surrounded and surprised by over 120,000 Chinese troops that Mao Zedong had sent to crush the UN forces. While they were quick surprised and surrounded, most of the UN forces were able to escape, and they were able to make it to the port city of Hungnam in Korea. United States total casualties included about roughly um, almost 18,000 casualties at the Battle of Chosun Reservoir. China suffered about 52,000 casualties, and the UN total by the end of the battle had suffered roughly about 60,000 casualties. All right, welcome back to our last segment on the movie Devotion, which was set in the Korean War. So to make Devotion, ultimately cost about $158 million to produce the movie and make it, and it earned roughly $69 million worldwide. So that means Devotion lost a total of $89 million, making it the fourth biggest flop of 2022. There was two movies that came out that year about pilots. One was Devotion, and the other was Top Gun Maverick. And you may notice Tom Hudner, the guy who played Tom Hudner, was in both of those movies. And Top Gun Maverick was the second highest grossing film of 2022, while Devotion was the fourth biggest flop of 2022. Why? I don't really know. You guys have read the critics' reviews. I did some more research on it. 
the most negative I could find was that it was kind of slow and took too long to develop and there wasn't enough fighting scenes. You've seen the movie. Now's the time I want to hear from you. What do you think? Why do you think the movie Devotion was such a flop at the box office? In your own words, there could be many reasons for that. I don't have a right answer. As long as you put an answer, you'll, you'll get credit for it. So I hope you enjoyed this review of Devotion, and I look forward to seeing you next time around the corner. Until then. Thank you for listening to another exciting episode of Mr. Cornwell's Corner. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and ring that bell so you never miss another episode. See you next time. I am Blaine Jaffe, the voice of the intro and exit for Mr. Cornwell's Corner. Thank you for listening.